And what we found is that because these hosts and property managers just, I think from the traveler perspective, people call them Airbnb hosts, they are really seen as a local. Even if you're not, people look at you and trust you for those local recommendations. And so I, I found myself yeah. doing this. You might have done this where you ask your host, you're like, what should I be doing? What are your recommendations? Because they're probably hidden gems and stuff I wouldn't know or find on like a Viator or a TripAdvisor. Like those are not the best place for those local recommendations. And so I literally do that every single time. In fact, and you probably get the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was just in Mount Rainier National Park, which is it totally flies under the radar, but that is a great national park here in the Western US. And I was asking my host where we should eat. We ended up at a Thai food truck. It was amazing. I never would have found it without that recommendation. Yeah. So it's just like a world out there that you wouldn't be able to discover. And that's really what Mount is tapping into is how can we facilitate these experiences in a way where a host really can give these great recommendations, feel value from that recommendation, and a guest actually can find it. Welcome to the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. I'm your host, Christiane Crump. As a short-term rental host myself, I've decided to roll up my sleeves, make the calls, get educated, and take you with me. You and I are learning together as I have conversations with the innovators that are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. I'm going to make sure you stay in the know and we'll uncover the tools and strategies that will help you overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize your short-term rental business. So buckle up and let's jump in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Podcast. Really excited to have you here. I have not only a fantastic guest, but a great friend, which is Madison Rifkin. We met a couple of times at various events, and she's she's built Amount, this amazing company. She's the founder and CEO, but she's just a great human being. So really, really thankful to have you on the show today, Madison. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here and excited to talk all things guest experience. Yes, yes. Which, you know, I, I might need to add a new category onto STR Hub that's guest experience. You know, we've got PMS, dynamic pricing, all these different things, but there really are more and more solutions coming onto the market. And that seems to be the terminology that the industry is latched onto is guest experience. So that's probably going to pop up here pretty quick because I have some companies that fit into multiple categories. But if we just create that guest experience category, that'll probably be a great place to put them, including Mount. So why don't we kick off the show by you just kind of introducing yourself and telling us the story of what led you to the creation of Mount and the evolution to where it is today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I am the CEO and founder of Mount. My founding journey is a little different than others, I think, in our space in that I did not start this company because I was a host or a property manager. I actually started Mount as a 12-year-old because I kept losing my bike lock and I needed to solve that problem. <laughs> so that's what Mount started as. We were a bike lock company. It was called Mount Locks. I had invented that lock when I was 12, got a patent for it, didn't do much with it in high school. But when I got to college, I studied entrepreneurship and started Mount Locks. And it became this lock company that was standing up supply chain in China. We ended up working with Bird and Lime and Uber and Lyft and all those scooter companies on their locking infrastructure. And we're riding this huge startup wave of this new industry that was scooters and micromobility and super fun time, especially during college. 
But then COVID hit and that disrupted pretty much every industry. Scooters were hit really hard. No one was really funding our lock projects and I was bootstrapping it and we needed somewhere else to go. And I saw kind of this Airbnb industry as the next step because yeah. everyone riding scooters with tourists. They just didn't tell anyone that. <laughs> and the, tourists, <laughs> the tourists looked at it as like an amazing way to experience town, have this great experience, get really involved in the local culture. And they saw the scooter as a way to do it. So my brain immediately went to, well, I have 30 scooters. Why can't I put those at Airbnb properties and see how it goes? Yeah. Um, so that's what I did. I was driving around Colorado like a crazy lady with scooters in my trunk. I think my parents were like, please don't damage the car. <laughs> um, and I, with the permission of the host, we worked together. I put these scooters out their properties to kind of just see what would happen. And from that, we learned that the guests absolutely loved the scooters. The host very much liked offering something other than just the place to stay. And in a time where they needed to make more money because their bookings were low, Mount kind of seemed to be a way to do that. So that's kind of the journey and how we got to where we were is like, thanks to the lock and the scooter. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what? I was actually in Paris in 2021 and the scooters were everywhere. And that's a very walkable city. But at the same time, everyone was just swiping their card on these scooters and zooming around town. So that that made perfect sense that you were kind of ended up there. And then and then now you've really pivoted. And now Mount has evolved. It's it's much more than that. So kind of take us into what Mount looks like today. And I know experiences is part of that. So how did we end up going from scooters to experiences? Yes, very good question. So I think you just really hit the nail on the head with that one. And I, I experienced this as well. I was in Stockholm and I started getting on scooters. as just a way to explore because I didn't really know what to do. And so that's the kind of what we started to dive into is a lot of people at Mount have had these nomadic backpacking experiences where they really just want to get closer to the local culture. And we looked at scooters as a good way to do that, but there was so much more. And what we found is that because these hosts and property managers just, I think from the traveler perspective, people call them Airbnb hosts, they are really seen as a local. Even if you're not, people look at you and trust you for those local recommendations. And so I, I found myself yeah. doing this you might have done this where you ask your host, you're like, what should I be doing? What are your recommendations? Because they're probably hidden gems and stuff I wouldn't know or find on like a Viator or a TripAdvisor. Like those are not the best place for those local recommendations. And so I literally do that every single time. In fact, and you probably get the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was just in Mount Rainier National Park, which is it totally flies under the radar, but that is a great national park here in the western u.s and i was asking my host where we should eat we ended up at a thai food truck it was amazing i never would have found it without that recommendation yeah so it's just like a world out there that you wouldn't be able to discover and that's really what mount is tapping into is how can we facilitate these experiences in a way where a host really can give these great recommendations feel value from that recommendation and a guest actually can find it and maybe not just like hey here's the name or here's the website link, or here's their phone number. But how can Mount kind of step in as this facilitator of connecting these travelers, these hosts, accommodation providers, and then also these local businesses? How can we kind of connect all three? And so that's what we became. We're this huge marketplace that connects these three parties. 
And how does that actually work? Like, how does that translate from the host perspective and then also from the guest perspective? Very good question. So I look at Mount, we're a software company. We've built this marketplace. We have not publicized it yet. That's coming in the next few months. But behind the scenes, we've started really grassroots working with these local businesses. We now have 40,000 of them that work with Mount globally wow. that we can pull in. We work with these traveler travelers, these nomadic travelers. We're building this massive community through influencers, through word of mouth, and people who just really want this Mount experience. So we have over 200,000 of them in this ecosystem. And then we've also started connecting these local accommodation providers. So your Airbnb host, your property manager, boutique hotels. And basically for a, ho for a host, for example, they'd work with Mount to create a custom mini marketplace. So you're pulling from the big one into your customized mini one, and you can pull in local recommendations and vendors that we work with in your area and provide them as bookable experiences. You can also, if you happen to have stuff at your property that you want to make rentable and available to your guests, so that could be a golf cart, scooters, bikes, we call them stay enhancements, and we bring it all together. So it's in your mini marketplace, and that's what you're able to offer to your guests. It's a unique URL, and your guest lands there and can see everything they can add on to their stay, and they're able to do it through Mount. Wow, that's really cool. So inspire us a little bit. What are some of the experiences that you guys have seen come through with Mount? maybe some of the crazier ones or some of the more common ones? What are some of the things that you guys see? So because we're very focused on hyper-local, we won't accept local business, or not even local businesses, just businesses that have set up because tourism is big, that cram 50 people on a boat. Like that's not the business we're in. But okay. for example, there's this local farm outside San Diego and they have mini pigs and other amazing animals. And they stood up a mini pig experience because they want these nomadic travelers to come experience this farm they've built and interact with the animals and in a way you probably wouldn't otherwise in this local farm have a great meal so that's one of those examples of like holy you know shit that's kind of cool I would totally go to that <laughs> you know what I never have been offered a mini pig experience but when I know that when we travel as a family I'm sure my kids would love that yeah and you know it's just all these experiences kind of for every type of traveler we're really focused on like this adventure nomadic traveler but i mean there's amazing experiences if you really just want to get the local cuisine of you know ireland or sorry that's way broad of like dublin for example you know you can get that deep as well so the goal is just let's really connect the travelers locally so that they can travel responsibly interact with the businesses that are actual locals not just shell companies and and see how we can drive responsible tourism yeah well and i can think you know, for people who have properties that are remote, that they manage remotely, we want to be able to offer that kind of hyper local experience. That was the terminology that you use. But, you know, it, it actually takes quite a bit of effort to, you know, source those different vendors and establish those connections. And so what I think I hear you saying is that Mount can help facilitate that. So even if you, you know, have a property a couple of states away or across country, you can still create this mini marketplace and that will help facilitate connecting you with those people who have those local experiences. Exactly. And we take it a step further too, because a lot of these local vendors are pen and paper or you have to call them to book. And so yeah. trying to recommend a place like that to your guests is quite challenging because you don't know if they're going to be open standard business hours or if they just want to close one day. So the other side of Mount Software is we actually have a, a, a vendor side. 
And so for those type of vendors that are pen and paper, they can sign up to use our software for free, get this online bookable software that they can use, and they, they, they hook them right into Mount. So that's how you as a host can start working with those type of vendors as well that aren't even in our ecosystem yet. Wow, that's great. So if you if you know a local company that's really just a micro, super small vendor, someone who, like you said, just has a farm or something like that, you can kind of refer them into Mount to be, help that become something that's can be automated and kind of set up, create that workflow through Mount for them, which is assisting the experience operator as well. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. So give us an idea. Like, do you have to have a property management software to use Mount? What is getting Mount actual, what is getting started with Mount actually look like? Some of those different pieces that you know, okay, I'm interested in Mount, but what's it going to take to actually become, you know, integrated and working with Mount? Yeah, so it's it's very easy. And you'll see if you go on our website, we don't publicize the 40,000 vendors because we don't want to become a TripAdvisor or Viator where travelers can just get access to this. So if you want to figure out how Mount would really work with your property, you do have to hop on a demo with us pretty painless. You also probably get to talk to me and we'll give you some really good recommendations on exactly how this mini marketplace would work for your property. You can have one property, you could manage 500. We work with everyone and you can have a PMS. You can also not have a PMS. Like you don't need one to really work with Mount. We stand alone for that reason. And yeah, once you figure out what you want in your mini marketplace, it takes us a day or two to, to get it up and running. And then you have your unique URL put it in your guest communication and you're up and running. And you're up and running. That's awesome. So talk to me, you know, I can imagine a large property manager, someone who's got, you know, potentially hundreds of units. Is there a way to efficiently manage these mini marketplaces at scale? Yes. And great question, because we do work with actually one of the biggest in our space that isn't public yet. And what they do is they've created one mini marketplace for each market. So they're in 36 different markets, I think, and growing. They'll have 36 unique URLs, essentially. And so like a mini marketplace for San Diego is a great example. They were able to pull in all the local experiences for San Diego, and then that's one URL. So then they can use that at, you know, their 50 properties. So it's not, you don't have to go individual to the, to the 50. That would be kind of crazy. Uh, but they do have San Diego as a market now, so that works for them. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so it is feasible to think that you can kind of coordinate. What are some of the best practices as far as these marketplaces where, like, as you have these Mount users, what are you seeing them do and pull together that really helps this get traction and make a meaningful difference in their business? Yeah. So there's two routes you can go down and Mount's kind of really expertise is in selling experiences. It's one of the hardest things to sell because you never know exactly what minds state of mind your guest is going to be in. Like, do they really want to do something that day? Are they a pre-planner? Are they not? Like, it's really hard to predict when they're going to buy stuff. And so for a host, you can do as much as possible, which is embedding this mini marketplace into your book direct website, putting it in your guest communication. So it's like, you know, thanks for booking my property. I also use Mount. Here's all these recommendations. And you can do as much as possible and, and try and become a really good marketer of your marketplace. We've got step two is in how to do it. And we can really help you with that. But the thing we've noticed that really sets Mount apart is our ability to take on the marketing 
of your mini marketplace. So we've working on building all these algorithms, all these amazing tools to automate this marketing process. So if we can hook into your PMS and get your guest data, we can message on your behalf. Mm. Very detailed information where it's like, we know your guest is X, Y, and Z. It's raining in San Diego. We'd recommend them this specific experience. And we're going to hit them right when they wake up so that that's when they're thinking about booking their experience. So that's where Mount's headed is like, let's try and make this as easy for you as a host as possible and also get you as many bookings as possible. Yeah. Experience bookings, right? Experience bookings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. So it sounds like kind of once you get set up with Mount, a lot of it, like it doesn't need constant care or maintenance as it were. Exactly. Yeah. Once you're set up, you know, <laughs> just let us go to work and we'll help you. <laughs> so how does it work about like, as far as like the taxes and the different things that are going to be triggered when the guests are adding on these additional services? So as it stands right now, Mount remains the merchant of record. In some cases, the vendor actually remains the merchant of record. So if they're booking with an experienced provider, that person is dealing with the taxes and then Mount collects all the money and gets you your sum at the end of the month. So because we're doing that, we'll get you the tax forms and everything necessary, but you don't have to worry about collecting sales tax or, you know, all of that stuff that comes with purchasing this type of. Yeah. Well, because, you know, we have to deal with that on the local and state level for our property reservations. So it's just good to know what that workflow potentially looks like and, and how that would basically work. So you know, you're familiar with Mount and, you know, you see people using it. What are some of the things that maybe some of the hidden features or aspects of Mount that you just love and totally geek out on and that other people may, you know, they may go over their heads or are it's kind of in a corner of Mount that people may or may not stumble across? Yeah. So I think the biggest one for me is this traveler community we're fostering. And that's, I think, what set mounts, that's what sets Mount apart so much is that a lot of companies that are software oriented built in our space are built for the host. That's their customer. And so it's really good tools for them to automate their business. But I think a lot of people forget about the guest and the traveler and what their mindset is. And a really good example of this is pool heating and how a guest perceives that if they have to pay for it versus how the host thinks they're perceiving it. It's very different and very polar opposite. So that's really where Mount was started. And that's the mindset we take is like, what is this traveler really looking for? And how can we help the host make the traveler's life easier? And along the way, also make the host's life easier. So I think that's what's going to set us apart in one, two, five years is that we fostered such a community that these Mount travelers are traveling to properties because they're getting a Mount experience, not just a place to stay. So Property managers and hosts actually can list themselves on our website as a Mount partner. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how our traveler community can find you. You can list your direct booking website. We can drive you traffic and make sure pretty much everyone coming to your property is a Mount traveler. They're expecting these experiences. Cool. You'll see a lot more bookings, both in experiences and just normal bookings, because you're part of this Mount community. So I think that's really the unique aspect we bring. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I'm, I'm curious. I think most people who host properties and are in this business, it's because they love to travel. So here I am thinking, well, I want to be a Mount Traveler. I want to join this community. I want to have access to this type of stuff. Where, how do people get in, as it were, or get access to this community and get to start participating as travelers as well? 
Yeah. So right now we've rooted a lot of it in TikTok, actually, just because I think that's a really good way to consume travel content, especially these days. If you can kind of see in short video format what you're going to get, it's a great place. So our TikTok actually is like the main place where our traveler community lives. You interact with us. You get to see what I do actually on a daily basis as well. And eventually we will be launching our travel club. So this is something you can subscribe to get kind of curated access to these high touch properties that are offering these very amazing mount experiences, but not yet. So I think for now, you got to follow us on TikTok. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And are we just looking for, like, if I'm on TikTok and I search mount or rent mount, I know the website is rent mount. I believe it's rent mount. Yes. Because the ultimate goal for mount is to tackle the entire shared economy. So we want you renting everything and destination and traveling just with a backpack. So that's where the word rent comes from. Well, and that's interesting because, you know, you kind of have this mantra or personal tagline almost of you're on a mission to change the way that we travel. Yes, that is my tagline. I say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's kind of what Mount or why Mount was started is that travel has become so item based where I actually am guilty of this. I've bought a ton of stuff for my trip to Iceland last year where I needed hiking pants, hiking boots, rain gear, all that stuff. And I live in New York. So am I ever going to use that again? No. And is it wasting space in my closet? Absolutely. And that's very valuable space. So it's things like that where I'm like, travel is just not set up to be sustainable. It's not set up to really rent stuff anymore. And people are buying single use travel items and throwing them away. Even when you're in destination, people buy stuff that they want to make their trip better. And then they don't need it when they come back. So they leave it and it ends up in the landfill. And so while we're facilitating these really amazing experiences and bringing you closer to the local culture and economy, we also need to remember that travel needs to be sustainable. And if you are traveling to a place, you need to be responsible about the land, who you're interacting with. And so that's the next step after experiences is like, how can we make sure our travel community is enabled to travel lightly, rent from the locals further, get rooted into that economy as well and and share in the journey. And that's our big slogan. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, and the the dream of being able to travel really light, you know, the the days of having just tons. I love to travel light. When I in fact when I was at the short stay summit this spring, I I was a carry-on traveler. I crammed everything that I was knew I was going to need into my one, I have a travel backpack that, and that's it. I did not want to check any bags. I wanted to go directly off the plane and, you know, to my Uber or whatever, and, and just kind of get on with the trip, but that can be hard to do. So it's exciting to think that as we watch Mount continue to evolve and mature in its various other aspects of the business, that that's something that you guys can help facilitate because you're a hundred percent right. There's trips that we go on that we're like, oh, we're going to need this, this, or this. But it's not the type of thing that we're going to consistently need or even want to store or have around. So the ability, almost like a shared economy, the ability to potentially just get it for that period of time when you need it and then let it be a resource to the traveler that follows or whatever. I love that concept. That's great. Yeah. So that's where we're going. That's the, the grand vision and why we will change the face of travel. <laughs> okay. Well, another thought that I have is the liability aspect. So now, I mean, 
There are some companies that if you have a golf cart or a paddleboard that you let your guests use and they take it off of your property, then, you know, there's potential liability risks or things that can crop up. Is there anything, any considerations or thought that Mount has taken to that or what does that potentially look like? Yeah, and honestly, maybe that's our second hidden gem. Yeah, because Mount is on this mission of this shared economy, we really did think about insurance first. And also because I came from the scooter world and saw people really hurt themselves there. It's something we take quite seriously at Mount. So yeah, we custom built an insurance policy that we own and it covers our platform. So if you want to list your kayaks, your paddleboards, scooters, bikes for rent, we won't cover that protection for that injury. So if your guest hurts themselves, you get named as additionally insured, essentially, and get that coverage as well, which I think is a big gray area right now, where it's like, if I put bikes on my property, is my property insurance going to cover that? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. Maybe it's yes in a convenient answer and no in the reality of someone actually hurts themselves. So Mount kind of takes away that headache and worry. And if you are renting it through us, the guest signs damage waivers, you're opted in for the insurance and it's a, a much more safe process. No, that's that's actually great. And that's a really big deal because, you know, as hosts, there are places that we can get that coverage, but it's very expensive. And yeah. so to be able to get that coverage, I guess the the way you would have to envision that that unfolds, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but, you know, I have the paddle boards and could potentially do the bikes and whatnot. And... But that would have to go on to mount as a rentable service. Yes. And the guest that then has to rent it through the mini marketplace. Okay. And I, but I can set the rates as whatever I want it to be. So if currently I'm providing those services for free and I don't want my guests to feel like I'm nickel and diming them for every little amenity, I can basically just set a very modest fee for that. Yeah, or you could listen as a complimentary rental. They'll still go through the process, but they aren't being charged anything. Okay, a compliment. I didn't. I didn't know that that was even a possibility. So a new feature <laughs> launched oh, last week. <laughs> that's that's actually great. So it's kind of a backdoor way to get that you know medical and physical injury liability coverage by incorporating you know mount as a way to give guests access to those amenities. I yeah, exactly. That. And on the nickel and diming thing too, we've done a lot of research into what really makes the traveler feel that way. And it's if you don't set their expectations. And so if they book your property, they see the photos of the amazing bikes and it's never mentioned anywhere that you're actually charging for them, then they've already set their preconceived notions that it's free. And so when they get there and they're like, 15 bucks a day, are you kidding me? Even if it was 100, same response. They'd be like, this is so cheap. I thought this was included. But if you're able to set their expectations before they book your property, so in your listing, if you put a picture of the bikes, add a little blurb on the photo that says these are not included or like for an extra charge, something Uh, so that that guest's mindset is set and it's not free. I think that's where the nickel and diamond comes from. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. I can, I can definitely agree and see how that would be the case from the traveler's perspective and a super easy fix. I mean, fairly simple to put a piece of communication in your listing and potentially, as you said, on your photos to help educate the guests on what they can expect with regard to some of these additional amenities. And, you know, I have a fire pit at one of my properties and, you know, potentially a bundle of wood could be actually the place that I stayed in Mount Rainier, they had bundles of wood. It was like $5 a bundle or whatnot. 
So I think that travelers are getting comfortable with things like that because whether I choose to have a fire in my fire pit or not is, you know, optional. And in that case, we were just so busy traveling and exploring the park that we didn't even have time for the firewood. And yeah, you know, exactly. Come and on, we got down to like, yeah, what your guest wants and needs and also how you position it as a host and not getting too greedy because unfortunately, like Airbnb is a great brand. They really help travelers, but I think, you know, they got a little greedy and and that enabled the host to get a little greedy with the cleaning fees and the service fees and the fees, fees, fees. And travelers are a little jaded because of that. So you just have to know kind of how to position this to travelers and really market it. It's what it comes down to. Well, and experiences truly are an enrichment to this day. Exactly. And if that's how you frame it, all the better. Like we used to call this stuff amenities. And when we did, the travelers and <laughs> It's hilarious that we have a TikTok that went viral about this and the travelers are in an uproar because I said the word amenity, meaning an experience, but to them an amenity is like the little shampoo bottles, toilet paper, paper mm -hmm. towel, coffee. And they're like, you're charging for all of that? Now I feel completely nickel and dimed. So it really comes down to like the marketing and the words you're using and what travelers associate those words with. Yeah. Well, when I read an Airbnb, I'm expecting a place to sleep, you know, mm -hmm. a kitchen, a place that I can do I'm not expecting a mini pig experience. No. So to be able to have the opportunity to add those things, those really are add-ons and additional experiences. So I don't think that there would be any pushback from guests. And like you kind of framed it, they're probably going to be thrilled that you're giving this hyper-local experience to them and saving them the research of finding all these amazing options. So yeah, definitely on the right path, I think, there with that for sure. So... Tell us, Maddie, how do people find Mount and, well, and find you on TikTok and tell us how we can get connected with you guys. Yeah, TikTok at Rent Mount. I think all our socials at this point are Rent Mount. And then LinkedIn, follow me there or Mount or both. Like that's where you'll probably get the best updates. And then if you do want to book a demo, chat with me. If you had thoughts about the, the podcast we just recorded, like you can do all of that through our website, which is rentmount.com. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending a bit of time with us today and talking about Mount. We're going to wrap up the podcast portion of the episode here, but I love to have the opportunity to continue the conversation and get a sneak peek into these various platforms. And Madison has been very generous. And so we're going we're gonna to continue the conversation here after we let our podcast listeners go. But I want to invite all of you that are listening to the show today Follow us over on YouTube to the STR Hub YouTube page where we're going to have this whole episode posted. And if you need to, feel free to just scrub to the end where you can actually go with us and get a glimpse of Mount and see what it's actually like. So we'll go ahead and let our listeners go and keep our viewers with us. So thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you with us again on our next episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show where we're talking with the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, 
we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email, Christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.